We were praying this morning over Bible drills, over children's church, over children's ministry, and then ultimately over this minute, over our night tonight, this morning at nine, me and a few others. And in that, Elizabeth came this morning and felt like she had had a word for 2013. And as she shared it, I just asked her, would you share it tonight? So I'm just going to ask her to come up here. It takes about five, five to ten minutes. won't be long, and we'll dive right into, uh, right into the word. But this was so good. Can I stay up here with you or should I sit down? You can stay. Okay. Okay, so we were in prayer this morning. And let me first preface this by saying that the Lord speaks to me a lot just through my everyday stuff. And so a lot of times I'll feel like the Lord starts putting something on my mind and and I would encourage you to do this. Like if you keep thinking about something and think, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this, just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have to say? You know, what are you trying to say to me? And so um, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in, it was right at the turn of the year, I had felt the Lord tell me, you're still standing. And I don't know if any of you were here that Sunday morning that I got up and said, this is our year that the Lord is restoring this year and that he's restoring our hope and our joy and he's restoring and he's restoring broken marriages. And, um, you know, sometimes I think we get up and we say things like that and then we just, just kind of, there it is. You know, we said it and there you go. Well, this week, this is what the Lord started saying to me this week. Um, I walk our little dog, Chili. And uh, Chili's a little Boston Terrier, and many of you have been to my house and sat through Bible studies with Chili, and he snores, doesn't he, Nona Sue? He snores right through our Bible studies. And through the youth Bible studies, he plays with everybody, and he's just a really great dog. He's a little Boston Terrier. But I started remembering this time last year, Chili got really, really sick, and he almost died. And he had encephalitis, which is swelling of the brain. And I kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking, I was just thinking about it because I was sentimental that Chili was better and that I get to walk him every morning and he plays and he's a lot of fun. But I kept thinking about it. So finally I started saying, Lord, do you have something to say about that? And um, sure enough, the Lord had something to say about that. And um, he reminded me that he restores. And I believe that's the message that he wants to remind us tonight is that he restores. And so, y'all, I just want to give you a glimpse. Can y'all play Chili? And let me say, since this video, press pause for just a minute, Blake. But um, I've taken a TTU master's level technology class since I filmed this. And I know now you're supposed to tip your iPod to the side. So this is incorrect. And Dr. Sandy would probably have a heart attack if she knew I was showing this to y'all. But anyways, this is chilly, and this was last Memorial Day. Go ahead and play it.
Okay, so that's my little chili. And he would lay like that on his side, and his arms were completely stiff, and they couldn't diagnose him. He, at first they said he had a shoulder problem. And anyways, we went through all this money and all these vets, and we finally figured out his brain was swelling, and he was going to die if we didn't treat him. Well, I wanted to show you all that because actually that summer was a very dark period for me and Pastor Paul. And um, we had been through a lot emotionally in our ministry and honestly had um, just been slandered. And it was a really, really dark time for us. And so when our little dog got sick on top of all of that, you know, sometimes I looked around and I would just feel like, I just don't know how much lower I can go. And it wasn't the dog. It was where we were. And, you know, then financially, you've got to spend all your money on this dog. And, you know, thank God the kids were healthy and we had each other. But it was just a very low point. And I don't want to dwell on that. But what I want to tell you is that God restores. And what he began to say to me as I was walking my little dog and this morning in prayer is that he gently reminded me, I've restored you. And you know what? He has. This has been the year. And so I want to testify to you tonight and say, you know what? He's restored my joy. And he's restored my hope. And it was a very dark time. And I didn't know that he could do it. And so I want to, I want to give you this tonight and remind you that that's who he is. And regardless of what you've walked through, that he restores. And you know, he reminded me, and I'm going to read two, two scriptures to you, and this is out of Joel. But he reminded me, Just I just started calling this out in prayer this morning, but it says, fear not, this is Joel 2, 21. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, O children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And so I started remembering, you know what, you're going to restore. He's restored. And so I feel like it's real important for me to share this with you tonight, that he's restoring He's restoring what the canker worm has eaten. He's restoring it. He's restoring all those years. He's restoring it. So if you feel like you've lost something, I just want to say that, you know what? This is your year. And you know what? It's my year. He's restored my joy. He's restored my hope. And I'm happy 
The Lord is good and he is faithful and he does mighty things. I also just want to testify that my dad told me at Thanksgiving that he was getting a divorce. At Thanksgiving. That was 2012. It was a crappy year. But let me tell you, he's married today. And his marriage is completely restored. You know what? That didn't enter my family line. When he told me that, I didn't want him to get a divorce because I knew he was the patriarch of my family. But you know what? He didn't get a divorce. And he's happier with his wife than he's ever been because they started seeking God. You know what? It was love and respect that you see out there advertised on the door. That's what brought them to the table. So I'm just saying these things to you because I'm saying this is our year. Do you believe me? This is our year. It's our year. And so I want to I give you hope and I want to tell you my little Chili is running around and he plays and he fights and he chases squirrels again and he doesn't look like that video anymore. And you know what? I wouldn't have believed it. I thought, he's going to be sick forever. He's never going to be right. But you know what? He is healthy and he's strong and he looks good. He's been restored. And so just like little Chili, I feel like that's what the Lord is saying to us. I'm going to read one more scripture and then I'm going to be done. Psalm 23, because this is the other thing that started bubbling out of me when I started praying this this morning. And this is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And you know what? This is why I want to say this tonight, because I want to give glory to who he is. I want to give glory. It's for his name's sake. It's for his name's sake. And I need to be able to tell you this is what he's doing. This is how good he is. This is who we serve. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you know what? My cup runs over. It really does. My cup runs over. And you know what? If you're waiting, if you're thinking, that sounds so good to me, I want my cup to run over. And I just don't know how to get from here to there. Just start seeking God. Just start here tonight and just say, Lord, I'm looking at you. Because you know what? I've been in those dark times, and he didn't leave me or forsake me. You know, it's that scripture, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And you know what? He's here. He's with you. He doesn't leave you or forsake you. And you know what? Your cup's running over too. And you know what's so good about when your cup runs over? You've got something to give. When your cup runs over, you've got something to share. And I love that. I love, I love it. So thank you, Lord. I just want to pray for us before I stop. 
But thank you, Lord. God, we just come in tonight, Lord, and we just declare once again that this is our year, God, that it's our year of restoration, God. And we give thanks, Lord. And I just encourage you, church, right now to just ask the Lord to remind you the things that are going on in your life that you can be thankful for, where he's touched you, where he's delivered you, where he's restored you, where he's met you. And so, Lord God, we remember today, Lord God, we remember tonight where you've where you've brought us from, Lord. And Father God, how you're restoring us, Lord God. And we just thank you, God. We thank you for everything you're doing in our life. And Lord God, we thank you that you don't leave us or forsake us, God. But you're doing a great thing, Lord. And I pray that our soul would know it, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for the tests and the trials that we've had to walk through, God. Because I thank you, God, that we've got great testimony of who you are, God, that we know you as our deliverer, Lord, that we know you as our restorer, God, that you restore us better than that we ever were, God, and we know you on a deeper level. And so, Father God, we welcome the trials. We count it all joy, and we say thank you, God, that you're doing a great and mighty work, and we know it, God. We give you thanks and honor, Lord, and we thank you, God. I pray right now over this people that we would be a people that our cups would run over, God, that you restore our joy, God, our peace, Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding, God. It would guard our hearts and our mind, and we just thank you for that now. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was awesome. No, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. Something else that he's restoring is your speaking. Well, it's a funny thing. Can I talk? Yes. <laughs> That's one of the areas where I've been attacked the most is in my speaking. And when we were slandered, I had a lot of stuff spoken over me about me sharing. And I just want to say tonight, in the words of my little Ruth Ann Ramsey, that the devil's not shutting me up. He's not shutting me up. And you know, I thought of my little Ruth Ann one time because she said, he tried to shut me up. And I thought, you know what? He's not shutting me up. Amen. So, thank you. That's what the Lord's saying to me. The restoration's coming through your, your voice. And uh, it's good. Thank you for sharing that. And I didn't get it until you were up here speaking that I saw it. Yeah. Sorry, we're just going to have a conversation here between us right here, Ronald. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only place we can talk. I wish I was kidding. Okay, let's go quickly. I got something I want to share, I, I, and I, I think it's good. We're gonna, I'm going to go quickly. But this is from yesterday's reading, May 28th, if you're doing the one year. Um, let's start with Romans 8.34. Um, and this is not in, ye in yesterday's reading, but this is where I want to start. For he who, can, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I did this last week, and got some pretty good encouragement from it, so I'm going to try it again today. 
Um, first thing, what is intercession? Standing in the gap. If you can imagine, on, on, in, on behalf of another. So Jesus is making intercession for us. He is standing in the gap for us. He is standing, he is sitting at the right hand of the Father for us. Standing for us, making intercession for us. He is fighting for us. We've got a, we've got a guy, we've got, a, we've got God, we've got um, the Son of God has got our back. He's got our front. He's got our all around. He's got our unknowing. He's got our knowing. That, that's, that's what we have he is making intercession for us. Now, if you would, get out your Bibles for me real quick. John chapter 17. This was yesterday's reading again. John chapter 17. Jesus is at work for us. So, let me ask you. Can you an- see if you can answer this question. How does Jesus intercede for us? Specifically. He talks to the Father. How else? How is he interceding? John chapter 17 is going to give us a couple um, examples of how he's interceding, what he's doing for us. And I want you to think about it. Yes, he makes intercession. We can say these things, Jesus makes intercession for us, but really, what does that mean? He's standing in the gap for me. Well, great. I didn't know I had a gap, but I'm glad you're standing there, Jesus. He's praying for us. He's speaking. do Do you realize that when Jesus speaks, he creates that earth shakes, that, that all of heaven moves when Jesus speaks. And he's speaking to God for us. But let's look at this real quick. I want to go through this kind of quickly. He, he was at work for us when he was on the earth, and he's at work for us now. We're going to see in this uh, passage. But I believe this scripture could have been called the Lord's Prayer. Because this is Jesus praying for us. Let's look at three elements in this prayer. That Jesus be glorified, that the apostles may be sanctified, and that the church may be unified. Now, don't take you individually out of this. Put you individually into this. Okay, this is Jesus speaking to the Father, which he is doing right now on your behalf, right? Okay, verse 1, John 17, 1. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so He can give glory back to you. Real quick, this is not a selfish prayer. This prayer is to give glory to the Father. Jesus, throughout His ministry, did things in order to bring glory to God. He healed people to bring glory to God. He came to save us to bring glory to God. He came to show us who Father God is. He came to show us the character of God to bring glory to God. Right? For you have given Him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given Him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me, glo- bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. Verse 6. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. 
do you realize that one of the reasons that Jesus came to earth is to reveal to man the Father? He came to show us really who God is. We as a world had gotten this concept of who God was and it was off. Jesus came to make it right. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. How did Jesus reveal God? He revealed him as Father. We were definitely learning that the last few weeks. Do you remember what else we've been learning in the last few weeks in the, in, in the Sermon on the Mount? That he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. That he's merciful. That he's powerful. That he gives grace. That he gives gifts. That he's looking out for us. That he's protecting us. Do you see, Jesus came to show us Father God. If we continue on, verse 6 still, They were always yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know everything, now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. Verse 8, For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. Here on earth, he's already fulfilling what he's going to be doing for all eternity. Do you, do you see, he is praying for us even while he's sitting here on earth. But he is going to be doing the same thing. My prayer is not for the world, but for those that belong to you. All who are mine belong to you. You have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so they will be united just as we are. Now, Jesus is praying to the Father for us to have protection. He's not delivering us from the world. He's saying, I'm leaving, but they're staying. While they stay, protect them. So many times we want to pray, Lord, just get me out of this. And the Lord says, wait a minute, nope, you're in the world. You have to walk through this, but walk through it with me. You've got a cheerleader at God's right hand cheering you on, looking ahead for you, watching out for you, telling Father God what to be watching for, and praying for us at all times. So as we walk through the things we're walking through, we can't lose focus that, number one, God's with us. Number two, Jesus is at God's right hand talking for us. Not only that, the blood of Jesus is speaking for us. Did you know that? It says in his word that the blood speaks. The blood is speaking on our behalf. <coughs> How can the blood speak on my behalf? Because I've accepted Christ. I've accepted Christ, so now I am identified with Christ. It, it even goes so far to say that I died the death that Christ died. Now, I didn't die that agonizing death, but I am able to receive the benefits of that death. That benefit is that he is with me as I walk. That I've been given power and victory over sin and over Satan. What Ruth Ann said is one time I just... Sometimes you just get frustrated, and I probably shouldn't share this, but I just said, shut it. And we don't say shut up in our family. We say it sometimes jokingly. But I just, sometimes you're just, you're just at your wit's end. And I just said, shut it. 
And Ruth Ann's like, did he just say that? We don't say that in our house. And she goes, he just shutted me up. But you know what? When Christ died on that cross for me, you know what he did? He shut Satan's power up in my life. Satan still has power. I can still give it to him. But if I don't give it to him, he has no power over me. My Father in heaven, the God of peace, the God of peace has placed Satan under my feet. Now, I can let him up. But if I don't, that's where he belongs. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father talking about you, for you, looking out for you, watching out for you. And he is praying that we be protected here on earth, that we be protected here on earth, and that we would be united just like Jesus is united to the Father God, to Father God. Let me try to finish. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures um, foretold. We can see, can you see now that God is a protector? Did, Did you see it during the time here? I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. Jesus is a protector. Who does he protect? Get involved with me now. Come on. He's a protector. He's a guard then and now. And he wants us to be filled with his joy. Look at verse 13. And that's what you were just saying, Elizabeth. Your joy has been restored. Now, I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. This prayer is not to remove us from the world, which is our problems, our issues, this fallen world, but to save us, to protect us in this world, and that we would be kept from the world's evil through the Father's name. Wait a minute enemy, you don't know my name. And my name has Jesus attached to it. Paul, we kind of know. This other guy, we don't know at all. But Jesus, we know. Do you remember when they were talking? You know, they had heard of Paul. But it was Jesus that stopped him. But then the the demon said, who are you? We know Jesus. Who are you? Well, I want you to know that when I stand filled with the Spirit, walking with the Lord, you know what they see? They don't see me. They see Jesus. Have you ever seen a child go up to face another child and his daddy standing behind him? They don't see the child. They see daddy. And they're like, okay, I think I got something else I need to do. They see Jesus. And you know something? Satan knows Jesus. 
He does. Uh, Verse 16, they do not belong to the world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Can you see right here? He is sanctifying not just the apostles, but us. We're going to see that, not just the apostles, but us. He gave himself so that we would be in right standing, so that we might know God, that we be set apart, not by our works, but by Jesus' sacrifice, a holy sacrifice. Look at verse 20. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. That includes me. That includes you. We cannot allow this to say this was just for those that, that went during the time of, of Scripture. Some even say in the next generation. Wrong. That's not true. It is for me. It is for you. It's not for yesterday. It's for now. It's for yesterday. It's for now. And it's for forever. Jesus makes himself perfectly clear that I can include myself. Verse 21, I pray that they all, that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. Can you see that Jesus so desires for us to have the same relationship that he has with his Father? That that was a reason why he came, so that we would know the Father. Not know, not just book smart know, but know. Know intimately. Know individually. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love, and that you love them as much as you love me. How can we argue with that God loves us just like he loves his son? How can he do that? Because we are identified with his son. We have accepted his son. And Jesus is praying that we would know the Father in such a way that we would know that the Father loves us just like the Father loves the Son. That we would be one. That we would experience the Father the same way. Can you see here that before Jesus left, He is trying with everything in Him to pass the inheritance to us. He is trying to, before he's even been taken up into heaven, he's trying to release his inheritance to us. That's what he's praying before he leaves. This prayer is for unity. Let's finish. Verse 24. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me 
even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed them to you. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Then your love for me, the Father's love for Jesus, the Father's love for his one and only Son will be in us. And that Jesus would be in us. Can you see, just from what we know that was spoken here on the earth before Jesus left, the amazing, wonderful things that Jesus is speaking right now for us? You know, this is just a drop in the bucket. This is just a glimpse. We just get a glimpse of how great God is. And we see in a glass darkly. But Jesus is talking about you. He is making intercession for you. He is watching out for you. I can tell you, last year it was hard to see. Last year as we walked through a a tough time, and I, I know you're walking through a tough time. I know you are. It is all over us. Satan is trying with everything in him to break up marriages, to break up relationships, to break up parents and children, to break up churches. And unfortunately, we let him. But do you realize Jesus is sitting next to God, Father God, warring for us to have victory? The price has already been paid. We have been given full access of the power of God. The same power that's in me is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what you're walking around with. But yet we still allow these breaks to happen. At, at our time last year, we, I, I didn't feel it. Does that mean it wasn't there? No, it doesn't. God's love is not based on how I feel. It's not based on how I feel. I want to tell you, if you're in a low point, I want you to know God is with you. And Elizabeth and I and our team here at Church on the Hill, I've got, I've got, I've got many right here that are ready to help cheer you on and help you come out of it. And I can tell you, we couldn't come out of it on our own. It took the Spirit of God and it took other people to help pull us out. But God's that good. He didn't leave us there in that hole. But I want you to know this church is here to help you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to cry with you. We're here to walk with you. We're here to run with you. We're here to cheer for you. We're also here to give you truth. We're not going to fill you full of a bunch of junk. We're going to tell you the truth. And the truth is going to set you free. Jesus came so that we would hear his word. I want to encourage you. Take the the life preserver that's being thrown to you tonight. Take it. You've got to reach out and you've got to grab it. Take it. Let the Lord help you. Y'all stand up with me and let's pray. 
Well, Father God, we just come to you. Lord, some of us are broken. Some of us are breaking. Lord, some of us are mending. Lord, everybody is going through something or has just come through something or is about to go through something. Lord, I thank you that you are praying for us right now. That you're watching out for us, that nothing comes as a surprise to you. Jesus, I thank you that there is nothing that can shock you. And Jesus, I thank you that you're speaking to our Father for us. Lord, I want to receive that protection. I want to receive that wisdom and those steps. I want to hear your voice and be able to see that you're a restoring God. And not, not just get us to where we can function, but restore. Back to running the speed we ran. Maybe even running faster than we could before. But this time with a good heart. A heart that's pumping. A heart that's full of love and passion. And willing to risk uh, relationship and stick our necks out there again to love. Restore us, God. Restore what the worm has eaten. Restore what the locusts have eaten. Father, your word says if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you would hear from heaven, that you would forgive our sins, and you would heal our land. The Lord would say, would you just take the saving? Would you just let me save you? Jesus is saying, let me save you. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened. Come to me. I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me. We come to you, Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Praise your holy name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great night. If you need prayer, we're going to be down here ready to pray with you. God bless you.